when we look at uh, funding, which is a major, major challenge that usually students have, we must also realize, you know, when we talk about how much money is required, how much money can we really spend, and that kind of thing, we must also realize that it's, it's not exactly about the amount of money that is being spent. It's more about how it is that the money is being spent. First of all, if you want to see whether it's, we are spending a lot of money or not, let's, let's, let's talk about public spending as a proportion of GDP, and then you compare that with other countries. And so it sort of like gives you an idea of the sort of amount of investment that is there already in education. So it's a, you have about 6% of 6.2% of GDP, South Africa's GDP, going towards education. And to give you a, a comparison, uh, the U.S. spends about 5.2% of GDP. South Africa spends 19% of total government spending on education, and, and the U.S. spends 13%. So, so as a start, that gives you an idea of the fact that we don't exactly spend too little on education. The, the worrying part is how is it that the money is being spent, which brings us to the second part of my argument, which is that when we talk about spending at higher education and opportunities, we must also remember that it's not just an isolated issue. It brings us back to the quality of the students that you are spending money on. Because one one concerning factor is that, for example, NASFAS will say, okay, we are going to find Tudurani to do his BSc in whatever, whatever. And the next thing, Tudurani drops out at first year. What does that mean? It means that if I was meant to pay back however much money to NASFAS, I'm not going to be able to do so. I've, I've already dropped out. And secondly... The, the head of NASFA, Sizwen Masan, he said it at some point that part of his challenge as a new person is that he has to try and recoup most of the money that was paid out to students and they, you know, graduated, but they never paid it back, uh, as was their agreement. So the, the other challenge is that NASFA will then have to, you know, get the money back it's not entirely about, you know, how much money is being spent, but people realizing that when that money is spent, it's, it's got to come back and it's got to keep revolving because there are more deserving people, there are more needy people out there. Uh, for a, a good example is, you know, if, if I get my degree and start working, what is it that stops me from, uh, you know, paying back whatever money that I own as fast, because we don't have a problem buying a car and paying installments, but uh, we do have a problem with paying back, you know, whatever we owe to, to NASFAS, for example. So would you say NASFAS is doing enough to make sure that those that use the loan paid back? The best approach is to say, you know, there's always more that can be done for more people to to benefit from, you know, monies that are available. But I don't think it should be NASFAS's problem to to go after people who who are in a position to pay back whatever they owe. You know, it should be upon those people to say, well, 
I'm here, I've got my degree, I've, I've got my job, and then now it's time for me to, you know, notify them and say, you know, this, uh, this is my situation and I can do, I can pay back a thousand a month or whatever. If we are going to put NASFAS in that position, in that difficult position, then we are wasting more on administration. We are wasting more on, on them following up on people instead of it being the other way around. Part of the problem is that we, especially when it comes to higher education, part of the problem is that we, we expect that government is going to do everything, but, but it, it cannot work like that because the capacity is just not there. You can't necessarily have every uh, university student being funded by the government. You can't necessarily have uh, every college student being funded by, by government. Government can only do so much and then can also, as society, as the private sector, fit in, in, you know, in, in other ways. My point when I was highlighting, you know, uh, public spending on education and, and how much of a proportion it is to GDP was to say it, it may not be enough, but it's actually relatively high if you compare it to a whole lot of other countries. Let us approach this issue in the in the manner that government cannot be expected to you know uh, foot the bill for everything when it comes to participation of the private sector are we seeing more businesses helping our students i'm sure you are aware that during the time that there was a fismas fall protest and all that too, i think netbank came in at some point and 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 donated a certain amount of money uh, to it so the private sector the involvement of the private sector hinges in particular on, on, on results. These guys are business people. These guys do not expect that they will put in their money where they don't see results. So that's why they will come through and say, we will offer you a bursary, but, but you, must, you must deliver. You must you know, get to the next day. Even here at the Institute, we have a bursary program, and the basic approach is that you are not going to get funding if you can't proceed to the next year or you don't have a particular pass rate. It's one way of incentivizing people to work hard because I think that most people forget that, you know, advice you actually have to work hard. You don't just get, you know, to the next level without putting in your bit. I think the funding process is also is also like that, especially from the private sector. And and I think it should be like that in, on all fronts. You know, you should have deserving people getting funding. You should have people who put in a lot of effort getting funding. It's because because at the at the end you are, you are more likely to get results. You don't want to find someone who's not going to finish a degree and then it's a waste, and then you start again with someone else. And you never know if it's going to happen. These things spill over from the school system. If your school results are not good enough, your your chances, uh, you know, of getting funding are not are not so good because the other person who is funding you is not not exactly guaranteed that you will get through first year even. So, do you think NFSAS should do the same thing? I think they should. I think it must not be a question of rights. It must be a question of privilege based on people's performance. So, uh, and, and I mean, 
Nasfas must also operate on a business model that they have to invest where they know that they are going to be results. You know, they can't be just spending money on someone who's going to drop out at first year and then the end, what do they have to report? That, you know, so many, so many people dropping out. It's only fair that you have people who are deserving and who are willing to, to work hard to get to the next stage as a basis for, you know, them getting funding. But Tutugani, someone would argue that everyone has a right to education and there are different levels. Like you'd have someone who qualifies for a bachelor's degree and you'd find someone who is at a, a college uh, like the government is, is, is calling on people to go to FET colleges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those different groups would, would, would apply for NFSAS and they would get funding. Don't you yeah. think that that business model will also be um, against people's rights. How would it be against people's rights? Because, I mean, obviously, you know the, the common saying, with rights come responsibility. So if you've, if you've got to end that right to be at a college or at university, you must also be responsible for uh, for your good work. I understand that everyone has a right to education, but I, I think it applies more to school education. Um, that everyone has a, must have that fair chance to get, you know, from grade 1 to grade 12. And then, when you're at grade 12, you're at a stage where you are now an adult. You are now responsible for a whole lot of things. So, one of them which would be to, to produce results that at least will get you a place at university. So you earn your place there. The criteria of funding is almost like the way that you apply for a place at university and they say you don't qualify for this course because your grades are low. You don't qualify for that course because your grades are this and that. And therefore, you can fit into a TVT college or you can fit into a different course. So I think funding should also work like that. That if your grades are not good enough, then your chances of funding will also be low. Talking about the criteria that is used for students to get mm. NFSAS, the students who are complaining, those that are coming from middle class families, where maybe the mother is a teacher, the father is a police officer, uh, sometimes fees are too expensive uh, to yeah. pay, and then that not even the family is not poor enough to to be considered by NFSAS. My understanding is that you get NASA's funding, you finish your thing, and then you are meant to pay it back. So if if you are in a middle-class family, for mm-hmm. example, how difficult would it be for you to get a, a student loan, for example, because you are in, in that position to do so? I mean, I mean, these banks offer those kinds of opportunities. And there's also companies like called Edge Loan, uh, those kinds of companies. And and I'm, I'll go back to my initial argument that if you can, if you can qualify to buy a GTI, if you can qualify to buy an M3, how is it not possible to to get a loan that you will then pay back in the same way that uh, you would uh, pay back for your car, or in the same way that that guy who's funded by NASFAS is going to pay back the money? So are you suggesting that people from middle-class families shouldn't get assistance from government, they should rather get loans? Yeah, that's part of the solution, because there's 
clearly, it, 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 there's not enough money to do that. But, I mean, my argument is based on the fact that which way, whichever way or the other, you're going to have to pay back. So I don't really know whether it's a big deal where the money comes from. If it comes from government and you won't pay, pay it back, uh, why not just get the loan elsewhere and pay it back as well? So looking to the budget speech next week, what are your expectations? Do you think it's going to be higher or lower than the amount of money? Naturally, it tends to be higher because if you look at the... Well, I'm no financial expert, but I'll just you know, kind of give you my sort of thought on it because I've, I've had a look at the budget before and what I've noticed has been that they tend to have higher estimates each year. So, so you, you find that in, uh, there's a whole lot of other things that go up. Uh, the cost of everything will, you know, in more, in, more often than not will go up. So in, in, it, it's likely that uh, he's going to say, you know, um, the next budget is, is, is uh, higher by maybe 1% or 2% or whatever. You know, but 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 in most, it's most likely that it's going to be higher than what it was last year. I don't know. I would expect that his his budget is also going to be informed by the latest protests, uh, the fuse must fall, and you know the kinds of things. But uh, he can only do so much. I mean, education is only part of a worldwide budget. There's health. There's a, whole, a lot of other things. So. You have to balance delicately to see how uh, how much money can be allocated to. Most of the money is allocated to p- public institutions, so so we forget about the other ones. Will get subsidies yes here and there, but in most cases it will be about the public uh, institutions. We have about twenty, twenty three or twenty five now universities, and um, however many private college. My thought really is that he will sort of try to fit in a, a bit more sense because there's, there's been a lot of protests around this and that, but I don't know how much really he can do because, you know, the, the, the money is not endlessly flowing.